Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, ghosting is a term that has always been associated with the dating scene. However, employers being ghosted by employees is a development which has recently been experienced by businesses across Ireland. Damien McCarthy from HR Buddy joins us now to discuss this phenomenon. Damien, you joined us on Business Matters recently to discuss a range of HR topics, but I've invited you to join us this morning to discuss the concept of employee ghosting. We've heard about ghosting in a dating context, but what does it look like from an employment perspective? Yeah, Carol, um, as you said, um, the term ghosting is a phenomenon more commonly seen in the dating world. Um, but it is now becoming an increasing problem for employers. So uh, employers across the country, Carol, are seeing a rise in job candidates ghosting them. Now, job ghosting is a term that HR professionals uh, would be aware of. Um, and I suppose it can work both ways, where by the uh, by way of the employer ghosting employees. But what we're seeing at the moment now, because of a stretched labour market, is potential job candidates, I suppose, uh, job ghosting their potential new employers. And how big a problem is this employee ghosting now across Ireland? And is it more prevalent in some sectors over others? It isn't particularly a new phenomenon uh, worldwide, Carl. But uh, again, because of the uh, environment at the moment, we're seeing more and more of it. And really, we're seeing it actually across the board. But there is some sectors uh, being impacted more than others. So, for example, hospitality and construction would very definitely be two, um, where I suppose it's going beyond just uh, you know potential candidates uh, ghosting their potential new employer. It's actually current employees that are doing it um, because there is such choice inside in those um, and such demand uh, for staff and for people inside in those industries um, that, that people can actually walk out of one job and into another so you're getting circumstances whereby employees aren't even working out their notice uh, or giving uh, the notice period as per their contract of employment uh, to their employer and just moving jobs is it a worrying sign that more and more employees are ignoring their contractual obligations with regard to providing notice? Well, it is, and it's a headache uh, for employers. Now, I suppose, you know, what can employers do? Well, unfortunately, if someone doesn't work out their notice if, or if they don't turn up for a job interview, uh, there isn't a whole lot of protection in employment law for the employer. Uh, if it were the, the other way around, there's a there's a whole more uh, protection for the employee. Um, but I think what employers have to ensure is that they have a system in place through their recruitment and onboarding uh, processes, I suppose, which maybe could save them from falling foul to this. Um, and a lot of companies actually, Carl, have bought bought it back to the more traditional kind of face-to-face interviews and now stay away from interviews online because they feel that there's more of a personal or emotional transaction in bringing the potential candidate in to meet them face-to-face and uh, it was less maybe opportunity uh, for the potential candidate then uh, to job ghost them. What else can employers do to be able to overcome or tackle this issue of ghosting? Yeah, well, I suppose, um, you know, it is a very competitive market at the moment, so employers do have to stand out. So uh, try, I suppose, try to be authentic in your outreach, uh, maybe in your, your, your job advertisements and so on. Don't be too vague. Um, maybe focus on the candidate's career goals and try and, you know, sell the job, I suppose, as a, a life-work balance 
uh, and benefits packages and so on, as as opposed to just salary uh, and so on. And I suppose maybe the cleared salary as well, because in a competitive market, um, I suppose you want to have a screening process very early on and not invite in candidates that perhaps aren't the right fit and maybe waste an awful lot of time inside in a competitive market going through the screening process uh, and so on. And I suppose focus on that personal transaction there. Um, as I was saying, some people have brought it back to face-to-face interviews, but very definitely uh, throughout the onboarding process, it's very, very important to have an efficient process, uh, I suppose, a personal touch uh, with the new candidate. And most certainly when you make a job offer to a new candidate, don't give us an opportunity uh, to go cold. Because very often, when there is a bit of a time lapse, um, there is so much competition in the market now, that's when uh, your new hire, uh, I suppose, gets distracted. More than likely, you're not the only employer that they've applied uh, for new employment with. Uh, So get that onboarding process as efficient as possible and get the onboarding process done quickly. And Damien, from a recruitment process perspective, what's best practice out there today? Really what it's becoming about now, we're seeing so much change. We know we have so much employment legislation uh, changes coming down the line with regards you know, the right to request remote working and flexible working, the life-work balance bill. I suppose the, pa- the pandemic has uh, dictated the way that we work now and we're also in a very competitive labour market. Um, so really, um, life-work balance and benefits packages, um, you know, really seem to be very, very important. Now, it is interesting also, Carol, that, you know, 12 months ago when there was global research done, the number one reason for people changing jobs um, was life-work balance. Now, that same research brought out this year by uh, Ernst & Young showed that actually number one now is salary again. So that's an inter- interesting little uh trend change as well and surprise surprise you know we're in the middle of um, you know a cost of living crisis so it's gone back to salary again so it's amazing how uh, how quickly things uh, can change ju- uh, just because of something like uh, a cost of living crisis and so on um, but very definitely work-life balance remains to the fore in uh, how employers can attract employees and retain employees as well. And once a new employee has started, what steps should the employer take to ensure that they're settling in well and they're happy in the new role? Yeah, well, I think, as always, Carl, uh, no matter what the environment is, um, the onboarding process is very, very important. And, you know, the, the first day, the first week, the first month is vital. And I suppose, um, you know, that your, your kind of uh, personal touch um, I suppose a good induction program is very, very important. It should be clearly defined. It should be uh, tailored to fit the role, to fit the organisation, tailored, I suppose, uh, as a cultural fit to your organisation as well. Uh, Because I suppose an awful lot of new candidates and good candidates who start their job uh, decide within the first week or the first month this isn't actually the right fit for me. So I would definitely advise employers to perhaps sit down and ensure that their induction programme fits, makes sense and is tailored correctly to retain the staff that they are trying to recruit um, and attract to their organisation. And Damien, the life work balance bill, you touched upon it earlier on, it's currently working its way through the houses of the Dáil and Shannon. What's in store for us when that comes into play? 
some big changes on the cards and legislation regards parents and carers who will be entitled to uh, five days of uh, extra unpaid leave. I suppose very important to mention as well, there's going to be uh, an increase uh, with regards to breastfeeding rights uh, for breastfeeding uh, workers in the workplace. Um, I think that's actually a very important uh, piece in the new legislation because it's going to mean that an awful lot of employers are going to be dealing with employees returning from maternity leave um, and applying to take their uh, breastfeeding uh, breaks at work and they can take those in three slots of, of 20, uh, two slots of 30 minute breaks or uh, one block of a 60 minute break in any average eight hour working day. Um, I would have a slight worry there Carol also uh, whether a lot of employers are set up for that um, and have the right facilities to carry out this uh, correctly with their staff because as I said an awful lot of employers will be dealing uh, with employees coming to them um, looking to take breastfeeding breaks and these are employers who would never have dealt with this kind of uh, situation before. So I would like I suppose, not just to see this legislation uh, coming into law which is very good legislation, I think everyone agrees with that but employers also need help as well in implementing uh, this legislation. It's a very good point that you make in relation to that Damien. Is Covid continuing to cause employers concern? I suppose, Carol, you know, as we're talking in the month of May, we've now, now seen, uh, you know, the end of supports uh, into businesses. Um, what I would say um, at the moment, from the COVID point of view, uh, we've gone into peak season for an awful lot of businesses. We're starting to see, you know, tourism and a lot of events happening again. And it all seems pretty good. But I think there is still an awful lot of worry out there. And I think especially after uh, the announcement last week from the World Health Organization that uh, Ireland can expect another, another COVID wave during midsummer. Um, I suppose the worry uh, for businesses and for employers and indeed for all of us is that if we are to see other variants cause a wave and high cases in the community, it's obviously going to go back into businesses and um, start to impact again with regard to staff absenteeism and so on. And if that was to happen in peak season for an awful lot of businesses, well, you know, it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So I suppose we're, you know, there's a bit of uncertainty with regards to what's around the, the corner as regards another COVID wave and other variants coming at us. And uh, again, what I think needs to be in place, Carl, is a strategy to protect businesses um, and so that businesses and employers can know if high case numbers were to come again with, um, you know, another COVID wave, um, what kind of supports would be in place? Can supports be put back in place for businesses who perhaps would have their levels of activity impacted because of staff absenteeism and so on? Um, it's a very important part of the year. An awful lot of industries, such as the tourism and hospitality industries and so on, need a really, really good summer in 2022. Um, and I suppose what's not in place at the moment is a strategy to protect against future variants, which I think needs to be in place. And of course, it is a challenging recruitment market for employers across many sectors. I'm asking you to take out the crystal ball for a second now, Damien. How long more do you expect this to continue for? Well, I suppose, um, I think 2022 is going to be a, a kind of 
peculiar year, um, and that may uh, carry through on into 2023. There's a lot of external factors impacting upon business, the cost of living crisis. Obviously, what is happening with the war in Ukraine is having a certain impact as well. There's, we're coming out of, uh, or we're saying that we're coming out of a pandemic, but we still may have some shockwaves with other variants and, and so on. And I suppose businesses have seen the end of certain supports available to them uh, and so on. We were always going to have a kind of peculiar 2022 and maybe going in to uh, an unpredictable 2023 because of a worldwide health pandemic. So there's no real surprises there. So businesses have to be very, very careful. And indeed, things may stay, uh, you know, kind of uncertain. But at the moment, uh, for maybe 18 months or so, to answer your question, Carol, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would hope that we can all come out uh, the right side of that. Most certainly at the moment, it is uncertain times. There is also an awful lot of employment legislation being thrown at employers at the moment as well. So I would, uh, I suppose, sympathise with employers at the moment. It's a very hard place to be. Um, but hopefully, at the moment, most businesses are doing well. Uh, they're standing up. Things are getting busy for the summer. Uh, that has a knock-on impact across all services and all businesses. So if we can get through 2022, we may see a better 2023. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Damien McCarthy from HR Buddy, and I'd like to thank Damien for providing us with an update into the world of HR. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.